This is Scott Vanderpool, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 62. I went down to the St. James Infirmary, found my baby there, stretched out on a long white table, so sweet, so cold, so fast. Thank you for joining me once more. We're for this monthly look at everything that occurred at the Artist Edition Index at aeindex.org. And I take it to life, or as much as I say each month, as much life as I can get in my voice. A bit of a busy month, January was. The most important thing of January to me was the Dunbeer Awards. The 2021 Dunbeer Awards went up live January 1st. Only three books published in 2021, so there's only three books to vote on. That's EC Covers Artist Edition, Jim Lee's X-Men Artist Edition, and Nexus The Coming of Gourmando Deluxe Edition. Those three books, AE format books, were released in 2021 and therefore were eligible for voting. Now the voting ends today, January 31st at midnight, and the results I will put up tomorrow, most likely. You can always come and see the votes, but uh, yeah, I should have them out tomorrow. Uh, Looking at it right now, it's a pretty clear winner. I don't think that's going to change. You never know. And uh, we'll talk more about the votes uh, in next month's podcast. Because, I mean, the month is not over. It's still time. So if you have not voted, please come take a look. If you did come and uh, you got an error on the page uh, when you tried to view the results, I've been battling uh, a plug-in for my website for these results. And it's, it's caching and eliminating caching for this page and it's been a real uphill battle and I won't be using this voting plugin again for these awards I will go to a different one that I've got lined up so that's disappointing but if you do run across the error just you can just refresh your page and it should load for you all right that is the big news now uh, some other things exciting things happened in uh, January I got a chance to talk to Scott Dunbar on the phone and there's some things coming up there, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna do a Q and A shortly, and we can have some exciting things from that. So I'll look forward to that in the coming weeks. Hopefully, uh, we'll go up in February uh, as well. I uh, had a chance to I have a chance to talk to Bob Chapman from Graffiti Designs. Uh, I'm talking to him this week. So we'll see how that conversation goes and how what I can turn that into as far as uh, input for the website. I've got some questions. I'm hoping to get some answers. Just as a bit of a teaser, yes, Graffiti's still working on that uh, Brian Boland Killing Joke Gallery Edition. So let's see if we can, that will come to fruition. All right. No real letters this month. Uh, most of the mail I got uh, was all about L'Esprit de Will Eisner, which is one of the three. Well, I reviewed two books and then, you know, sort of a, a, a took an overall look at some catalogs. But uh, when I reviewed this, uh, L'Esprit de Will Eisner, I had purchased five copies from France. And then I got them shipped to me in Canada. And the BD Fugue was the website that shipped to Canada. And I had uh, some customs. Uh, I had to pay some tax and some handling. Anyways, I got my five copies. And within 15 minutes of me posting the review online, uh, my four extras sold immediately. So, I mean, that's exciting that the extra copy sold and people were able to get them. I know shipping was a bit pricey on single books. That's actually why I ended up ordering five books because shipping was the same or actually less. 
So I thought, uh, you know, this book was 30 euros. I guess I could order 10, but I mean, when we get to more expensive books, I'm hesitant to order. Even five seems like a lot. Uh, some books that have come up, I have been ordering some extra copies. Uh, I'm working on the uh, A-Index store, trying to get some inventory there. So I was happy to get these four copies and sell them. But yeah, not a lot of, there was a brouhaha on the forums about just posting and things. It just sign. It was kind of silly, and uh, I'm didn't obviously didn't respond to it because it was just yeah silly. But just as a go forward, if Scott Dunbeer um, wants to do a Zoom, uh, looks like he I will probably post it for him on my site, and won't be going through the forms for that. So just a little heads up. We'll see. I will offer that, and maybe he doesn't want to do any more Zooms. Uh, we had some. They were pretty successful. But with nothing new to discuss, I think it's hard to do a, you know, you can do a Q&A and uh, answer some questions. But, th this, you know, this is the issue with um, these books, and I guess books in general, right? You get somebody who's maybe new to the community, which is awesome. It's always wonderful to see people come to the, uh, to see Artist Editions or the AE format. And then they see, oh, there's this book, there's this book, right? So immediately the first thing people have is, oh, what about this book? Well, you know, can this comic be made into it? And then, so those of us who've been around a long time know that that's, no, that's just not the case. That can't just be made into an artist edition. And it's a bit disheartening, for, I think, for new people. But it is the reality of it. The art has to be collected by somebody. It has to be found and collected. I mean, found is the most important thing. I think all the low-hanging fruit has been collected as it is. And if the only thing holding back anything that's already in a group is either the person holding it or a licensing fee. But now you, you know you got to find pages, you got to put it together. You got to get it published. It all takes time, effort, money. I uh, my goal is still to I want to start doing AE format books of newspaper strips. I've got some sources lined up at different universities in the United States. But then COVID hit, uh, border lockdowns, I have not been able to travel, so all my plans have been put aside. But I do plan, and then of course, you know, Kickstarter seemed to be the the obvious platform for that. But now, all there, there's been a lot of uh, feedback against Kickstarter because of their plans to do. Um, I forget. This is the technological changes they're making. So I have to may have to look for a different platform. Maybe Zoop will be willing to accept me. I don't know. I've got to get you know. I've got to get my material. Got to get my plans together. Got to get my design have to have a package ready to offer somebody and then maybe we'll shop around and see um, you know Wayne Allen Harold seems to like Indiegogo I've seen that successful as well so have to wait and see but we got to get through COVID first so I'm you know I'm now I'm thinking you know if the border opens at some point I can get over there have get look at the pages I'm looking at look at scans see how many books I, I mean I'd love to do 10 I'd love to do you know 20 but I'd like to plan out five and then see what you know start working on the material Whatever is easiest, you know, if something is public domain, that's probably my best bet moving forward from something like that. And then I can look at other things, how many pages are available, what's the licensing like, what format, blah, blah, blah. Cost, of course, is the big thing, right? So anyways, we'll see what happens with that. All right. Um, hmm. No real focus this month other than the Dunbeer Awards. I should mention the shipping changes. We had a f quite a few shipping changes this month. So John Buscema's Marvel Heroes Artist Edition uh, moved to February 9th or February 8th, depending on where you're getting it from. But I'm getting it from a comic shop, so it'll be in the 9th, which is Wednesday. 
those who pre-order from IDW, especially the uh, variant covers and things, probably already got theirs. But those of us waiting for the regular cover uh, through our local comic shops, uh, we got to wait. All right, then John Buscema's Silver Surfer Artisan Edition is now uh, March 16th. And then we had Judge Dread by Brian Bull and Apex Edition moved to April 20th because of uh, paper shortages in Europe. They were uh, they posted that. That was nice. And then we have uh, an edition, Gil Kane's The Amazing Spider-Man Artisan Edition for July 13th. So that's exciting. A lot of artisan editions coming out this year. Uh, I'd like to see more artist editions, but we'll take what we can get as it rolls, right? So, I mean, we're only in January. We've only got solicitations, you know, to... Well, what's posted, right? So it's interesting because now we've got the break from IDW will not be distributing through Diamond as of June. Penguin Random House is handling their books anyway. So you can always go to prhcomics.com and then sort by publisher. And then they have a little tab that says, uh, let's, well, let's go to it. It's, I think it says already released or already shipping. And you, you, you turn that off and then it shows you every book that Penguin Random House knows is coming out and then so you'll see things actually at this point I've seen things all the way up to October and of course the page is not loading and we're live so all right here we go all right so you go yeah you go you go prhcomics.com you go publishers pick IDW publishing you wait for it there's a filter it says filtered by and there's an already on sale and there's an X beside that you click the X and then it will show you pub date newest to oldest right so that's so then we we look right now and I'm seeing things in October I'm seeing uh, uh, the Obscure Cities. I'm seeing two Obscure Cities books. I mean, those aren't our editions, but uh, there's nothing new as far as AE format books listed. So we're all the way up to October, so we got to wait. I'm hoping to see, you know, we're hoping to see at least three from IDW this year, so we'll have to see what happens there. All right, so those are shipping changes. We talked about the Dunby Awards. Let's move on to out-of-print sales. That occurred in December of 2021. All right, one copy of Basil Wolverton's Weird Worlds Artist Edition sold for $140. Two copies of Batman the Dark Knight Returns Frank Miller Gallery Edition sold for an average of $247.50. One copy of Bernie Wright's and Artifact Edition Second Print sold for $214.99. Two copies of Best of AC Artist Edition Volume 2 sold for an average of $207.99. One copy of Conan Red Nails Original Art Archives Volume 1 sold for $216.43. Two copies of Dave Cockrum's X-Men Artifact Edition sold for an average of $134.97. One copy of Dave Stevens' The Rocketeer Artist Edition first print sold for $179.99. One copy of Days and Mazzy Kelly's Daredevil Born Again Artist Edition sold for $479. Oof, getting close to their, our, our all-time high, but that's not the high. One copy of Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, Volume 1, sold for $200. I think here's a book I think we're going to see steadily rising. That one's interesting. Two copies of Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine sold for an average of $147.48. One copy of Frank Miller's Daredevil Artifact Edition sold for $199.99. Two copies of Frank Miller's Sin City, The Hard Goodbye, Curator's Collection sold for an average of $102.48, so below cover still. Four copies of Gene Colon's Tomb of Dracula Artist Edition sold for an average of $249.95. Well over, double the cover price. Book is only four years old. Uh, wow, that's interesting that that one sees so much traction still. Eh? Four copies of Gil Kane's Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition sold for an average of $139. One copy of Jack Kirby Commandy, The Last Boy on Earth, Artist Edition, sold for $44.05. Best bargain of December 2021. Three copies of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, Artist Edition, sold for an average of $169.99. Three copies of Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition, sold for an average of $131.56. 
One copy of Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Lineman Artist Edition sold for $124.99. One copy of John Buscema's Silver Surfer Artist Edition sold for $199.95. Two copies of John Byrne's Fantastic Four Artist Edition sold for an average of $269.97. Hmm, big increase there. One copy of John Byrne's Marvel Classics Artifact Edition sold for $149.95. Three copies of John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition sold for an average of $437.35. Yowzers. That is, that's that's some craziness there. One copy of John Romita's Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition sold for $399.99. Wow. This one is interesting. Uh, a reader emailed me about it. Um, faithful reader of the website and... Uh, mentioned that he was looking at it and contacted the seller on eBay and it was a really it said a red copy the back was ripped it was just a terribly beat up copy but still it sold for $399.99 it's frightening uh, one copy of John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man oh I just did that sorry uh, volume 2 sold for $139.99 five copies of Michael Golden's Micronauts Artist Edition sold for an average of $211.99 one copy of Mike Mignola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories Artist Edition second print sold for $219.99 one copy of Ross Andrews' The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition sold for 200 I think that's the most this book has ever sold for. One copy of Sergio Aragona's Grew the Wanderer sold for $159.99. Four copies of Spawn Vault Edition sold for an average of $287. Two copies of Spawn Vault Edition 2 sold for an average of $217.49. Two copies of Star Wars Artifact Edition sold for an average of $103.99. Two copies of Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition sold for an average of $58. One copy of Stranko Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Artist Edition, first print, sold for $210. One copy of The Book of Ballads, Original Art Edition, sold for $58.62. One copy of The Prisoner, Original Art Edition, sold for $84.77. One copy of Wally Wood's EC Stories Artist Edition, first print, sold for $365. One copy of Walter Simonson's Manhunter and Other Stories Artist Edition, sold for $99.95. And one copy of Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition, sold for $130. There were no record setters in December. I mean, we've got lots of previous record setters. Uh, that David Mazzucchelli's Dever Born Again Art Edition, the highest price is $499.99. The highest price for John Burns X-Men Artifact Edition is $500. Uh, the highest for Michael Golden's Micronauts is $310. I mean, you're just crazy. Crazy stuff. All right, those are the sales. I'm still wondering how many of those are from the IDW sale. I think we're, I see a lot of those that were from the sale. So I guess people are making some money on the resales. I'm going to say those have been dried up now and we'll go back to more being, uh, you know, I say normal, but I mean, what is normal? We saw record prices uh, early on when, at the end of the uh, U.S. stimulus checks in 2021. We haven't seen a lot of record setters uh, at the end of the year, so we're going to have to see what happens there. All right. I should mention uh, some housekeeping. Um, I changed the banner on the website from Artist Edition Index to AE Index. Uh, I think I'm still going to move towards, I'm going to, I think I may stop calling it Artist Edition Index and I'll just refer to it as AE Index from now on. Still working on that. Did it, doing it slowly. Like I said, changed the banner. That was the first step. I'm going to look around the site. I may change the podcast name to AE Index uh, Podcast. I may do that this month. You, when you look at this podcast, you may you may see that. Um, you know, part of me says refer to it as AE Index all the time, but then still have you know small text that says Artist Edition Index. Think about it. I'm still thinking. All right, uh, blurb time. The three ways to support the uh, AE Index website. 
First way, please use the purchase links on the site. Uh, if you're going to buy a book, and you you can click one of my links and buy it through there, and that you, that you know works out for you, that's great. I get a percentage of that. You know, it could be one percent. I think some of them are twelve percent. Really varies greatly. So if you have the opportunity to do that, please do so. That would be wonderful. Other option is the store, which has wonderful deals. I really like the store, my store, obviously. Um, eBay takes about 15%, so I'm, st I'm still hesitant to go on eBay. Um, I think as books sit on my store and don't go anywhere, I'm going to start putting them on eBay. My first step, though, I keep saying it, but I'm going to do it this month. F I mean next month. February is the month. I'm going to be making the page more store-like. I'll be putting images up. Uh, I'll put galleries up of each book so people can see. Pretty well, most of the books now I'm selling are still sealed. A couple of them are dinged. I'm offering those at a discount, so... There's deals to be had, for sure. All right. Uh, the third way to support the site is to become a Patreon patron. Um, I appreciate it. It's a dollar or more, whatever you'd like to support. It's just a way to say, hey, thanks for what you're doing. Here's my support for you. I don't do a lot of exclusives for patrons. Uh, I was trying to do a newsletter. Uh, basically, I was just recapping what was on the site. At the beginning, when I started the patrons, I had a few things that were exclusive for patrons, and then that's not really the direction I want to go in. I really want the... Just the Patreon to be people thanking me, um, you know, for what for the site. I think if there's opportunities to do some, maybe some exclusive things, I guess I'll try it again this year. I don't. Part of me's wanted to actually stop the Patreon, but I mean, it gives people an opportunity to say, "Hey, thanks," you know, then they can do it for a month or two months or a few months. Or some people have been with me the whole time. Uh, thank you to those people. I greatly appreciate it. But uh, all the, by the way, all the money goes towards buying books and keeping the website running. I don't, you know, I'm a couple times um, from I've broken even, which means for that year, uh, what I've taken in uh, and what I've spent level out. But uh, it's it's not a money maker. I don't please please don't think that uh, you know I'm uh, I'm taking the Patreon money and uh, not giving anything, and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna retire to a small island somewhere. That's that's not the case. As the uh, English language. Uh, artist edition or AE format books have uh, decreased. You know, when we only had three last year, then I've just increased other books. I've increased French books dr dramatically. So I've been attracting more uh, French viewers, which I, I appreciate as well. I should mention, I, you know, when I uh, I do um, videos, they're not great. Let me let me preface with that. I'm still working on the lighting. I don't know what it is. You know, I uh, I recorded on my phone. I have an iPhone 13 now. I had an 11. I record the light looks good. The colors look great. You know, I, I edit it on the uh, on on the phone or my iPad. It looks awesome. I put it uh, on my PC and then I save it to YouTube and then I look at it at YouTube and I think, ah, why are the colors washed out? What happened? Where did my editing go wrong? Uh, I don't have any background music because I don't want to run into copyright issues. I don't want to talk through the videos because they're flip throughs. I'm just I'm going. You're seeing every page of the book. That's all I'm trying to accomplish. So all you hear is the pages flipping, and hopefully, you know, me not breathing too loudly. Um, that's that's the point of the videos. I do encourage everybody to subscribe to my videos, though. That would be really appreciated, because as I get uh, over a certain number, YouTube will let me rename the link I have. Right now, it's some rando link that's really long, and you know, if you don't click on, if you don't try and search for me, or click on it through my website, you wouldn't find it. But uh, when I get to a certain number of subscribers, I'll be able to rename the link to, I want to rename it to, you know, YouTube slash AE index. So that's, that's my goal. So please subscribe. 
Greatly appreciate it, and you'll see flip-throughs. The only flip-throughs I'm not doing are glossy books. I still have not figured out glossy. I know. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I need uh, If you're a professional videographer and you've got some tips on how to you know, reduce glare and uh, from glossy pages, please drop me a line, scott at aeindex.org. And, of course, that goes for everybody. Any questions you have, scott at aeindex.org. Shoot me an email. Love to get the emails. I mention them on the site. I'm sorry, I mentioned them on the site. I mentioned them on the podcast. I don't mention them on the site generally because uh, it's really hard to work in an email like that onto the site unless it's a very something very specific that I can address. Uh, on the forums, like this month on the forums, I will mention it because it's before the review. Somebody said, you know, thanks for these reviews. I did some of the Profiles in History catalogs, and they said, hey, does anybody have any experience with the Heritage catalogs? So I had a friend of mine who uh, is a big... Uh, dealer uh, he gets the catalogs for free so in 2019 he gave me three catalogs and uh, I had them so they're great so I put up a little uh, what did I say I said this is a look at the auction catalogs of the largest comic art auction house in the world heritage uh, fans of original comic art are most likely aware of heritage and its vast online resource of comic art images they also produce a catalog for every auction that focuses on the platinum session or the big money items so I took some pictures from the catalogs um, the catalogs are eight by twelve eight and a half by 12? Actually, one, eight and a half by 11. And generally, the, the three I had either contained 54 or 64 pages of original art. Now, you know, this is art you're not going to see probably in an artist edition because it's, you know, single pages. Uh, it's comic strip art. It's all over the place. And um, it is in a catalog. It's smaller. So, you know, the art averages, I put in the review, it averages like five and three quarters by eight and a half, which is pretty small. But you also get a chance to see these pages, right, in print. And it does, it does, it feels different. It's, you're looking at it in your hand, you're not looking at it on a screen, and it's got a different feel to it. What I was impressed with as I uh, went down the rabbit hole and investigated, Heritage offers an annual subscription to each, to each group. So comic and comic art is a group, or a category, right? And for $95 US, you can subscribe to the comic and comic art auction catalogs and they will send you everything in that in that 12 month calendar period 95 us no shipping shipping is included in that so what are you going to you're going to get about five to six catalogs which is pretty great i i want the ones i I really feel like i missed out on the european art ones those are the ones i would definitely have purchased so i I was i was thinking about maybe getting a subscription Uh, if you want individual catalogs past catalogs are 25 us and they're 25 shipping to Canada, so it's 50 US for me to get one catalog, past catalog. So I'm never going to do that. That's insane. But 95 subscription, wow, that seems good. I was looking ahead at the year. Uh, they, they, they lay everything up pretty well, so you can see what's coming up, where they're going to be, how many you, you possibly could get for the year. And um, I think that 95 US, that's, that's pretty worthwhile. I'm going to try and harass my friend and see if he's got any more, and uh, if he'll pass his on to me, that would be even better. But... Uh, let me know if you're in Europe and you uh, are looking at subscriptions and see what uh, shipping is to you there because I think free shipping seems to be the way to go. I should mention as well that every catalog all the way back to 2007 is available as a PDF. So you can download those and read them on your iPad if you want. Same experience, obviously, not quite, but you'll see what I'm talking about. And then you could, you could judge from there if you'd like to uh, purchase a subscription definitely seems worthwhile i was i had my fingers crossed that when profiles in history was purchased by heritage or folded in or merged i don't know whatever term they wanted to use that they would maybe do some larger catalogs and i still 
holdout. Uh, Todd Hignite is a fan of original art, obviously. Uh, he's he's high up there at Heritage. He did subscribe uh, to my newsletter shortly, but I lost him. Todd, come back. But uh, I, I keep meaning to drop him a line and see if there's any interest in maybe doing bigger catalogs. Because the beauty of the catalog is they don't need any licensing to be able to print the stuff. So they don't need to reach out to Marvel, DC, every possible com- publishing company under the sun. That's why you look at these catalogs and it's got art from everybody, right? Just right across the board, which is great to see. All right. That's that. Two reviews this month, really. That wasn't the review. That was just an overview. Two reviews this month. One was L'Esprit de Will Eisner. And then after I did that, I remembered a book I'd reviewed for ebabble.net, which is my other website, uh, a couple years ago. And I thought, I'm going to redo that uh, with the focus on the art. And that was Will Eisner, The Centennial Celebration, 1917-2017. But let's get back to L'Esprit de Will Eisner. Here's the blurb as is translated you know, by Google Translate and slight editing by me. Will Eisner is one of the most influential authors in American comics. On June 6, 1940, he created The Spirit, a series published in the form of leaves inserted in the Sunday newspapers in which he played with the codes of the comic strip. In 1978, he published A Contract with God, one of the first graphic novels, the first to have a real impact. Will Eisner has spent his entire life teaching and theorizing about his discipline. So I should have said had spent. This bilingual catalog accompanies a beautiful exhibition at the Thomas Henry Museum in uh, Cherbourg en Coutin. It ran from May to August. It was thought of as a monumental comic book, and for good reason, it approached the size of the original boards reproduced inside. All right, this is a book put together by uh, Editions Toth. It was published in May 2021 for the exhibit. It is 30 centimeters by 45 centimeters. That's 11 and, seven and 3 quarter inches by 18 inches. It's 58 pages and soft cover. 29 euros. Um, I blurbed uh, Babylon about the shipping earlier. Uh, I've got a link up for BD Fugue. A lot of places had it in stock. It, this was mentioned on the forums in, I want to say, November, maybe December. And then uh, a bunch of places sold out. Uh, BD Fugue got more in. They, got, they sent me my five. They've had a few in and out. It seems to come in and out. I don't know how many copies are going to be left. So if you can, you know, if you see this or hear this, uh, pop on. Actually, let me click the link right now. BD Fugue has none in stock right now, unavailable. So this could be this could be gone, people. Sorry. All right, this book is awesome. So it includes. Let me get down and tell you the stories. It includes four complete stories, and these have never appeared in the other two in the artist editions. And these stories are Mr. McDowell. The Job, Lily Lotus, and the second and final installment of Sans Serif. So this is a beautiful accompaniment to the artist editions, for sure, because nothing is repeated. Uh, the scans are really nice. Uh, they show up well. The, I love the design. It's so whimsical. So there's a, there's a page number in the bottom left corner. There's nothing in the bottom right corner. And it's a little graphic of the spirit in different actions. He's tackling somebody he's running it's just it's uh it's a great look i I really i really like those kind of little features now the problem with that of course is it creates a higher margin at the bottom and then i think to myself well hopefully that didn't add to the cost that they could uh or could the art have been reproduced any larger you know it's always the drawbacks but really really great stuff and then we have we have some essays which are very nice um, there's a typo in one of the essays as they went from French to English. Uh, it's spelled future without an E. 
But uh, that's all I could find as far as everything else was really great. There's an interview with Dennis Kitchen, who, uh, you know, met Eisner and did the reprints in the 70s with Kitchen Sink Press. And uh, there's some art from there that's really nice. And just a really overall well done book. Very well done. I'm so glad uh, I heard about it on the forums. Thank you for that. That's why one of the reasons to follow the forum. And uh, yeah, thanks for that exhibit. I wish uh, I wish I would be able to go and see that. But what can you do? And there is a flip through on the website. So have a look at that. And that led me into Will Eisner, the Centennial Celebration, 1917 to 2017. And this is another exhibit that was this was a this was an exhibit in 2017. At, let me give you the blurb. Uh, the legacy that Will Eisner had on sequential art cannot be overstated. His innovative storytelling layouts and art on his newspaper series, The Spirit, inspired a generation of cartoonists and his turn toward an acclaimed run of graphic novels beginning in 1978 with a contract with God helped pioneer the form. This catalog includes over 175 selected illustrations reproduced from the original artwork from the landmark Will Eisner Centennial Celebration Exhibitions taking place in 2017 at Le Musée de la Bande in Angelam and the Society of Illustrators in New York. Dual English and French text as, with essays by Denise, Dennis Kitchen, Paul Gravett, and John Lind. So this book is designed by John Lind, the same guy who did the uh, Kitchen Sink Books Curator Collections. So you can very much see his, his design sense in this book. It very strongly comes through. This has a ton of original art. It's, uh, yeah, so it was $50 US. You can still find it available. It's 10 by 14, 176 pages came out March 15th, 2017. Really great book. I picked it up right away. I think I had it on pre-order. I reviewed it on eBabble, like I said. Very much um, the same format as I do on A-Index with, uh, you know. Uh, I didn't look at it strictly from the original art aspect, though. A lot of great original art. So, just, it goes all over the place. Um, I'm just going to get down here. There are some complete stories, but we already see them. So, there's eight complete stories in this book. We get Little Adam which was in the Spirit Arts Edition Volume 1. We get uh, Quirt, which was in the same book. We get The Island, which was in Will Eisner's Spirit Arts Edition Volume 2. We get an untitled story that was for the Lindsay Campaign for Mayor from the New York Herald Tribune. We get to the Capistrano Jewels from the Spirit Number 2 from 1973. That's the magazine. We get The Ghost at 226 Fifth Avenue, New York City, New York. Will Eisner's Spirit Casebook of True Haunted Houses and Ghosts from 1976. We get the Ghost Cavalry of Labasse from Will Eisner's Spirit Casebook of True Haunted Houses and Ghosts, 1976. And we get a small business from The Spirit, number 18, 1977. So again, that's another magazine. So we get eight complete stories, which is nice. Three we've already seen before, so... But still, if you don't have the artist editions, which I can't believe anybody would, any fan of Will Eisner would not have them, any fan of original art would not have them, These are, you need to get those artist editions. But uh, this, 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 the beauty of this book, right, it covers his career. So we get some really great pages. Um, the one story, uh, this, the, uh, a small business, is laid out really nicely because they had the pencils and they had the inks. So John Lynn puts them with pencils on the left side and inks on the right. And as I mentioned in the review, this makes me think of what the spirit, uh, sorry, a contract with God curator's collection would have looked like had John Lynn done it this way, which is what I actually hoped he would do when he published the book, instead of doing one book of pencils and one book of inks, imagine if he had done, you know, two volumes, each one, pencils on one side, inks on the other. I think we would have been able to com compare and contrast much more that way, as opposed to having the two books open. Uh, I think it would have worked out that way. 
it's too bad it didn't go the way, but uh, what we got, the Contract with God Curious Collection, is a stunning uh, collection of books. Beautiful. In the two-volume slipcase. So well worth having. If you don't have that, please also get that in. Um, yeah, it's sewn binding. It's pretty tight. I could not get the book really to lay flat. A lot of pressing and holding and maybe just, you know, just took my picture before uh, it would go. And then, like I said, this book has much more art from his career, all the way up to some statues he designed. And uh, it's, a, it's a really great collection. A really nice accompaniment to Will Eisner as far as original art goes. Uh, I also have that uh, Paul Levitt's book, which I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Will Eisner. I'm drawing. Isn't that interesting? I'm forgetting what that book was called. Uh, I have that as well, but it's a weird format. It's landscape, and the original art pages are taking up like half the page. Um, so I'm not going to be reviewing that for the AE Index. But uh, two Eisner books were just stunning, both of them. If you can get your hands on Les Spree to Will Eisner, please do so. It's well worth having. And uh, this uh, Will Eisner, the Centennial Celebration, still widely available. I've got links up for Amazon and eBay. You can find it elsewhere. Please grab a copy of that. All right, that's it for this month. Thanks for listening to me go on and on and droning. Thankfully, my nose wasn't running today, so there was no sniffling. That's always nice. Um, this uh, check out the site in February. I think there's some exciting things going to happen. I think we're going to you're going to see a review for P. Craig Russell's Symbolist Fantasies and other stories. I'm sorry, and other things, fine art edition, because I've got that in my hands. Uh, I received it on Friday. I went through it on the weekend. I'm still reading it. I'm going to try and have my review up for Wednesday. So that'll be there. We've got the results of the 2021 uh, Dunbeer Awards going up tomorrow. Uh, I've got a Q&A planned with Scott Dunbeer for February, hopefully. And then I've got my um, interview with... Oh, wow, my brain is just like, turning to liquid as I continue on. My interview with Bob Chapman. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to go as far as an interview. Uh, we're talking on the phone, and we'll see what I can get from that and what relates to the Art Station Index. I do want to talk to him a lot about graffiti designs early days because that's, that's really, you know, those are my first signed and numbered hardcovers. I was buying those graffiti uh, editions, just gorgeous. And then what he's done with the gallery editions, which, which I, I think is, you know, the pinnacle of what we've seen from this format. All right, uh, everything that we've talked about here can be found on aeindex.org. So thanks, and uh, we'll talk again next month. Let her go, let her go, God bless her, wherever she may be. She can search this wide world over. She'll never find a sweet man like me.